Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Coming up on NBA Today, all-star starters, they are revealed, and someone on our panel is not too thrilled about those results. Plus, after their OT win, are we sleeping on the New York Knicks, or is there reason to be concerned about the Boston Celtics? Big perk, we discuss. And Boston, they're not going to have to wallow too long. They get LeBron and the Lakers tomorrow. Tristan Thompson, though, he has a must-hear LeBron tape coming up in just a little bit. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, along with Kendrick Perkins. I'm Malika Andrews, and we didn't scare you off. Day two, Tristan Thompson back with us as an analyst. (laughs) Feeling good about it? Feel great. All right. Uh, Where should we start today, gentlemen? (laughs) We got so much getting fired up. All right. We're going to start. Happy Friday. No Richard in studio. Let's go. Let's go to your old stomping grounds, where the clam chowder is delicious, and the Boston Celtics had a thriller against the New York Knicks. This one would go to overtime in Rivals Week. You can see Julius Randle, Jason Tatum. We're picking this up with three minutes to go in the third quarter because, oh, oh my goodness, get out the way, Perk. He's steady trying to get into the upper room, baby, and that's on Jason Tatum. I guess the pregame meditation has been working for Julius Randle. But this is where it counts, Tristan. That's my MVP right there. Oh, is it? That's my MVP. This little kid agrees with you. Jason Tatum going to work. Jason Tatum, once again, game tied. Five seconds, four seconds, three seconds. Tatum fading away. Can't quite get it to go. One more time for the Time Lord. He wasn't on time that time. We are headed to overtime, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, we are. And this is where you could check and see if you have the star power or not. Look at the extra pass. R.J. Barrett in the corner. Big shot. Big shot to put the Knicks up by two on the other end. Jason Tatum looking. The extra pass to Jalen Brown. Tries it. Can't quite get it to go, but he is headed to the free throw line. Misses the first. No, he's missing the second. Misses the second, Tristan. I would not have put money on that. Julius Randle has to give that one a little bit of a smile. The Celtics, though, they have another chance here down three. That's the guy you want shooting it. Can't quite get it to go. One more time. Huge block by Brunson. Let's take a listen to Jalen Brown on those free throws. I'm a better basketball player than I played today. And those two missed free throws kind of embody like the whole game. You know, for me, didn't really get it going. Didn't give my team enough energy to win. I think for your own sanity, you just let it go. You know, you come out and keep playing basketball and come out and be a better version of yourself. Jalen is a guy who can kind of get down on himself, particularly after missing the free throws. Do you have a conversation with him? I love you, Jalen. Anything more than that and anything going forward? I love you, Jalen, and I believe in you. So take a look at Julius Randle's last three games. He's playing at an elite level. He's got consecutive 35-point games for just the second time in his career, but perhaps most impressively, he's played in every game this season. So Zach Lowe, Brian Windhorst joining us now. Zach, I'm curious to you, who was this win more about? Was it about the Celtics or was it about the Knicks? 
It was about the Knicks. The Knicks mm. have not had many wins better than this since the height of the Carmelo Anthony year. I admit it. When this went to overtime and the Celtics went up five, you just wrote it off. Oh, another tough loss for the Knicks. Julius Randle, you mentioned his durability. Malika, there are times when he looks like Zion Williamson. He's playing with such strength and force, just moving people out of the way at the rim. It's really impressive. Jalen Brunson's been great all year. The guy that I want to give a little shine to is Emmanuel Quickly. His defense and his all-around play has really helped, along with Quentin Grimes, click this team into place. He's kind of become their sixth starter. Sometimes he plays crunch time over R.J. Barrett. Sometimes he plays crunch time over Quentin Grimes. He's never defended at this level before. He's consistent at it. You know he can score, but he's really helped click that team into place. And the Knicks just have an identity. Mm. Pound, pound, pound. Don't turn it over. It's not pretty, but, man, it hurts to play against them. You need the cold tub after these games. Mm. Hmm. Brian? Yeah, Malika, to me it's about the Knicks too. I know the Celtics are on a little bit of a losing streak right now. Without Marcus Smart, it's affecting their ability to play at their highest level offensively. But the Knicks were on a four-game losing streak a couple of days ago. Then they had a quality win on their home floor against the Cleveland Cavs, just stoning Donovan Mitchell repeatedly down the stretch of that game, winning with their defense. And this is a game that Zach mentioned they've lost many times over this year. They blew a lead in the fourth quarter of this game. They have This is something that has kept them where they're at. And if they're going to get into the playoffs and avoid that play-in term, which is what this team's goal is, they have to win games where they you know get ahead in the fourth quarter. And so not only did they hang on, but to do that and break their four-game losing streak with these back-to-back wins, it's probably as good as the Knicks have felt about themselves all year. Hmm. Where do you fall on this, Tristan? This is a potential first-round matchup. Hmm. This is a big win for the Knicks. I, uh, you know, I always remember um, when we'd play against whoever it was, the Raptors, Atlanta, and then um, in the regular season, these games matter. These games matter, and, you know, you play with Tibbs. Tibbs is not going to hide nothing. Some coaches like to cover their hand before matchups, so the playoffs, they don't have uh, film on them, but this is a big win for them. But also, this just shows you how important Marcus Smart is to this team. Mm. This, he's the glue guy. He's, he's, he's like myself and Perk. Perk, when, he, when you guys were in the finals and you guys lost to the Lakers, you didn't play. Rasheed Wallace came in and it still wasn't enough. Myself, they tried to find a replacement for the $82 million. They couldn't do it. Marcus Smart wow. is the reason why the Celtics are on a three-game losing streak right now. This is how important this guy is. You, come on now, Perk. You like having him more than <laughs> Richard, huh? Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and, and, and this is my young brother, right? And so, you know. We welcome you to NBA today, and I got to do it in great fashion because the thing that you got to know about this show, our show, is that we stay petty so we don't have to get petty, okay? So we keep receipts, and was this you yesterday, Roller Tate? I mean, everyone's talking about Jokic, but I'm going to go Jason Tatum. You know, two-time MVP Jokic, time to switch it up. My man JT, got to get to him. Got to come on now. Okay, cool. So you was wow. lobbying. Wow. Hold wow. on. So you was lobbying <laughs> for Jason Tatum to win the MVP and said he should be the front runner right now. Yes. Okay, well let me back things up over the last three games for the Boston Celtics. Got smacked up in Orlando without Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Went down to Miami. Was up the entire game, had full control of the game. Jason Tatum actually had a chance to Tie the game up, he'll probably send it in overtime. He had a, a, a turnover at the time. Then last, yesterday, okay, 
You take the loss against the Knicks. You're at home. You got Jalen Brown. You got pretty much a full roster. Everybody except Marcus Smart. So what I'm telling you is, is that they're on a three-game losing streak. And when you talk about MVPs and you talk about the front runners, especially when you start to talk about Jokic, Joke, the guy, jack of all trades, who win games even when his other superstars or stars are not available, Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter Jr., they go and win games. So when you lash out and you say, oh, yesterday you said he should be the MVP candidate, but he's dropping games, and then you tell me about how vital Marcus Smart is. Well, it's the MVP. It's not, it's not a team. It's not a team award. It's, it's the most valuable player. Yeah. JT is that. It's but, about getting so, wins. So you're telling me right now, no MVPs have ever lost three games in no, a row? No, I'm, I'm just saying. And that's I'm a good saying, Knicks I'm ball saying, club. But, but I'm saying we can't. You're calling the can't, Knicks like the Houston no, Rockets no, no, or something. No, no, Come no, on no, now. no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that when you have Jason Tatum and you lose Orlando, you lose. This is when you make your stance. Right now, this is the, like, we have the most MVP candidates in the probably the last, what, three years. We could talk about Jokic. We could talk about Giannis, Ja, Luka, Tatum, KD. Like, these are the times. When Jalen Brown is out and Marcus Smart is out, this is when the time you say, you know what, let me rise to the occasion and let me get wins. Let me get wins. <laughs> Just a piece of vocabulary. I'm not sure if you caught it there. He said the jote that is referring to. He, he says Jokic is the jote, the jack of all trades. Dif different, different than the goat. Uh, the Knicks, they play the Nets tomorrow on ABC. Rivals week, it continues. Uh, speaking of Brooklyn, though, Ben Simmons, he left the Pistons win over the Nets on Thursday with knee soreness. So here's Jack Vaughn on Simmons. Ben was knee soreness. Um. Then this is the second time for him in the second game of back-to-back -back where he's had a left knee or a left calf or something like that. Is that a concern where the second game of back-to-back -back for him, he might not be able to maybe play in those? Well, I think, uh, Christian, the, the goal is, uh, in, in my eyes, I'll say this, is for everyone to play every game and to do what's necessary to be prepared to play every game. Um, a certain amount of minutes that each individual played in Philly, uh, some play equally tonight. Uh, so the preparation that it takes going into that, um, you just have to give credit to the guys who were prepared to play, ready to play, did what was necessary to get their bodies ready to play. <laughs> mm. What's that laugh? Because yesterday <clears throat> when Richard was interrupting me with this damn whistle and I was trying to get my point across yeah, about the this. Brooklyn Nets considering trading Ben Simmons, this is why. You cannot depend on Ben Simmons. Look, patients, they've been patient enough. Mm. Patients are in the hospital. Jock Vaughn has ran out of <laughs> patience. And when you look at it right now, all he was trying to say is, hey, Ben, how about being a true professional? Hey, Ben Simmons, how about taking care of your body, getting the treatment that you need to, knowing that we have a back-to-back -back coming up, knowing that Kyrie Irving needs your help, especially while Kevin Durant is out. So, look, Jock Vaughn. Sound like, sound like he's pretty frustrated, and he should be because he's getting everything out of every other player on this roster that he needs to get other than Ben Simmons. And I guarantee you, if he was having a great start to that game, he wouldn't have went out with knee soreness. So Ben Simmons left the game with knee soreness. It seems like Jacques Vaughn is alluding to he's hopeful that Ben Simmons is available to play on Saturday against the Knicks. So also last night, Rivals Week game, Luka Doncic, he left Dallas's win in Phoenix with a sprained left ankle. The x-rays, they were negative. Luka's had an incredible season thus far, but due to his early exit, Joel Embiid actually took over first place in that scoring title race.
So for more now on Luca, we bring in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what's the latest on Luca's ankle and the likelihood that he's going to be able to play tomorrow in Utah? Yeah, Malika, I'm told that that ankle is is a mild sprain, uh, and that uh, I think in the, in the worst case scenario, he might be out uh, the next two games, Utah tomorrow, uh, and then Monday against Detroit. Uh, they don't play again in Dallas until next Thursday against New Orleans. So if he did sit out these two games, it would give him a full week. But he's not been ruled out yet. You know, Luka Doncic, he could wake up and decide. I'm going to go out and play. Certainly, uh, so much of what Dallas does is built around him. But a mild sprain, and the expectation is uh, he wouldn't miss uh, any more than the next two games, if even that. Okay, and you can see the Mavericks' upcoming schedule on your screen there. Dallas is off tonight. We do have five games, though, on tonight's slate. Is there one that you're looking at that is most intriguing to you? Malika, Toronto and Golden State. This is the second game of a seven-game a Western trip uh, for the Raptors. And I think so much of what they might do at the trade deadline uh, may be built around how this team comes together or doesn't on this trip. They've won two in a row. They won their first game on this trip at Sacramento, which is a tough place to win this season. But I think for Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster and their front office in Toronto, you know, they're really making some hard decisions about what kind of changes they would make with this team, including Listen, might they tear the thing completely down, start building around uh, their great second-year player, Scotty Barnes, or might they be a little more strategic uh, in making moves and try to keep going with a, a lot of this core? OG Ananobi is a player around the league. There is great interest in him, you know, really probably the most important position uh, in the league at that wing forward, you know, six, seven player, two-way player. I think there's a belief that Toronto could get as many as three first-round picks in a deal for Ananobi if they decided to move him. They've certainly talked with teams to see what the market is on him, and I think virtually everybody on that Raptors team. But uh, watch this Raptors team, how they play. They're in 12th place right now in the East. They're 22-27. and 27. But if they start to make a run and start to come together, if this chemistry looks better on this Western trip, it certainly could impact uh, how far Toronto might go uh, in making moves at the trade deadline. And I think mm. one other player that teams keep talking about, asking about, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with Detroit and, and Detroit's willingness to move him and at what price. I think Detroit, they signed Bogdanovich to uh, a contract through next season. Uh, they want to be good next year. They get Cade Cunningham back. Uh, they get healthier. They're certainly in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes this season. They're going to get a high pick. Uh, but uh, teams are trying to figure out, uh, can they get Bogdanovich at the tra trade deadline uh, for a reasonable price? And mm. I think right now Detroit has talked about two first-round picks. I think that would be difficult to get. Uh, but keep watching Bogdanovich in Detroit. There are any number of contenders uh, who would love to bring him in. Yeah, Bogdanovich could certainly help a lot of teams go over the top there at the trade deadline February 9th. Woj, thank you for stopping by on NBA Today. And ahead on our show, LeBron's scoring surge. I mean, since turning 38, it's been out of this world. But Tristan Thompson, 
He has a surprising take on LeBron James just minutes away. Purple. I got something. <laughs> I can't wait. Plus, I mean, snub the process. Eastern Conference All-Star starters, they are out. And one of our analysts is steamed about who was left out and who got in. And speaking of Joel Embiid, usually it's Big Perk's big list of big men. But today, Tristan Thompson unveils his list of best centers. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Stop this <laughs> Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All-Star Game headed to Utah for the first time in 30 years, and we got your starters and captains. Surprise, surprise, LeBron, captain again. Look out, showtime, you got Giannis. 51 for Tatum. Oh, ankle breaker. He's on the hammer. Jokic backs up for the win. Yeah. 71 from Donovan Mitchell. The fadeaway three. Good night is right. It's never been done in NBA history. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. NBA All-Star starters, they were announced yesterday. Giannis, he will captain the East for the third time. He's joined by Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, and Kyrie Irving. Now remember, the starters are chosen from a combination of the fan vote, the media vote, the player vote. Zach Kendrick, you both are voters. So, did these starters line up with yours? Zach, I want you to go first here. They did not. Look, we all know the five best players in the Eastern Conference this year have been Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Giannis, Durant, Embiid. But positional rules, which are stupid, prohibit me from starting Tatum, Giannis, Durant, and Embiid together. Someone's got to hit the bench. It's Giannis. The statistics say it should be Giannis. His field goal percentage is down. Turnovers are down. Free throw shooting is down. Taking a lot of jumpers. This is a hard decision to make, but I slid Jalen Brown into that second guard spot just ahead of Tyrese Halliburton. And now Perk gets to yell at me. I can't wait to see uh, Perk's ballot. Because he, he, he has to back up his yelling. I do, and I'm going to back it up, Zach, because all this season, all I've been hearing from you is how dominant and how good Giannis is and how you still got the Bucks favorite to coming out of the Eastern Conference and how Giannis has kept his team afloat without really no Chris Middleton and no Drew Holiday. How Giannis is averaging 31, 12, and 5. 31, 12, and 5. All true. In the best conference. And his team is still sitting at the number three spot right now. He just got his robin back. 
Like two days ago, really, like two days ago, he just got Chris Billington back. I don't understand it. Right when it comes to never disappoint you for us, how he's going to show up in the All Star game, Zach. Since just take it, just take it for us, the fans and entertainment. The one thing we know about Giannis is he's going to come and play like it's the NBA Finals. That means he's going to give us about 15 dunks. He's going to be blocking shots. He's going to give us the highlight reels. Now, this look more like it right here. You know what I mean? This look about accurate as it could be. When you talk about the starters, Jalen Brown, who's underappreciated, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Big Embiid. It's flawless. It's flawless? It's flawless. Is it flawless, Zach? It is. Well, look, to each his own. Kevin Durant's been better than Giannis this year. I don't know what to tell you, Perk. There's no statistical argument, really, for Giannis over Durant. Durant's injured. If you want to be nice and give Giannis a starting spot because Durant may not be able to play, that's fine. They all should be in it, all four of these guys. They might finish in four of the top five MVP spots. I got to pick one. You got to call Kevin Durant on the phone and apologize to him. I'll call Giannis and apologize to him. That should be the rule. Over my dead body. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the West here. The starters were also announced. The top vote-getter was LeBron James. He's the captain. He's held that spot every year since this format was started. And then there's Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and I was a little, Zion Williamson. I was a little bit surprised. Zach, you go first this time. Did they get it right? Uh, I, look, they got it right fine. That's not my ballot. My ballot was actually two names off this. I had Shea Gilgis Alexander as the second guard. And before you yell at me, Perk, 31 points a game, five rebounds, five assists, better shooting from every spot on the floor than John Morant. And the Thunder, yeah, they're not as good as the Grizzlies. The Thunder are a bunch of kids and Shea, and they're 500 in the playoff race. And he's played more minutes than all these guys. He's in. Shea, Luka, LeBron, Jokic, and I had Demonta Sabonis as the fifth starter, the third front like starter, front court starter. Zion just had Zion just hasn't played enough for my taste. The Kings get an all-star. The Kings should have two all-stars. Sabonis and the coaches should pick the Aaron Fox. Mm. Well, well, Zach, I didn't know that the Memphis Grizzlies were senior citizens. They got a young ball club as well. <laughs> and here's the thing, too, Zach. What is the problem with John Morant? When we talk about the most electrifying... Nothing, he's an all-star. He, he's he's an most, all-star. He's, he's going to be an all-star. I, I get it, but he's the most electrifying player in the league. And as a voter, you, Zach, yes. like myself, not, like we're not voting as fans. We're voting as media. And I thought that when we pick our all-stars, I thought that records should matter at some point, right? Like John Morant and the Grizzlies sitting at the number two spot in the Western Conference. I mean, he's balling out of oh, control. Oh, no Steph. Averaging a, huh? No Steph, sorry. Averaging a career high. I mean, Steph been out. I mean, what you want me to do? He's been out. He missed a lot of games. I mean, he heard the show. He's been out. John Morant has been there. Luka has been there. I get it. So with the format, this is the thing I disagree with. With the format, right, since you have to vote, and I, I had to put Zion in there because of the position, that's why I have a problem with Malika and Zach. Like, it should just be the top five best players. So yeah, if you, positionless. If, yeah. Yes. We yes. agree on something. We agree on <laughs> you know, something. It's Friday, Zach. I want, you know what I mean? You know how we go do I feel like I feel like if we're agreeing on something, that's the note that we should end this segment on. Yeah, if, that, if, that's, if, that, if that's love, then that's where we should end I it. Agree. Still ahead on our show, the NBA's greatest rivalry. It adds another chapter tomorrow. So which team needs the win more? Is it L.A.? Is it Boston? 
we discuss. And you do not want to miss Tristan's take on LeBron. Plus, are the Raptors on the verge of becoming sellers ahead of the trade deadline? We heard what Adrian Wojnarowski was saying early in the, in the show, but Brian Windhorst on what and who he's got his eye on. And Tristan Thompson, a.k.a. T-Top. Every analyst on our show, they get their own segment. Your time is coming, my friend. Tristan's own segment. You ready? Time to shine. Woo, let's do shine. it. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. They're both so unique, man. Like, they're one-on-one. And be driving. Drives, oh, trying to always put it in. Never, ever play me like I'm ass. Like the unbelievable passing ability of Nikola Jokic. Spins. Bank oh. shot is good. Joel Embiid. So Nikola Jokic and Embiid, they faced each other six times. Embiid has a 4-2 to two advantage. Embiid also averages more points and rebounds, but Jokic has more assists. Their seventh head-to-head meeting is tomorrow at 3 Eastern on ABC. And for more on this, we are joined by our senior writer, Ramona Shelburne. Yep. So we have the MVP and the runner-up MVP facing yep. off against one another. How personally does Joel Embiid take these matchups? Okay. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago when he was through L.A., we were talking about matchup. A couple of weeks ago, he was asking, do you think Jokic is going to play when they go to Philly? Like, he's already wow. been thinking about this for a long time. The Super Bowl for the NFL is in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. For Joel, this Saturday. Personal Super Bowl. It's right up there. Because because of the fact that these head-to-head matches, one, he's always been into head-to-head matchups, right? Even going back to Bam Adebayo days when they'd be tweeting at each other, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, and he used to troll people on Twitter. He doesn't do that on Twitter quite as much anymore, but he gets up for these personal matchups. And, frankly, in the MVP voting the last couple of years, I think he recognizes that some of these head-to-head matchups, even when he has better stats in these games, you just show those, those games, Jokic had the winning shot in the last game. Okay, the Nuggets won this game. Though Joel outplayed him for most of this game. Statistically, he outplayed him. But Jokic hits this off-balance shot at the end of the game. It ends yeah. up being one of the game winner, one of the key plays in this game. There it is, circus shot. That ended up being a moment 
for Nikola Jokic. Same thing happened with Giannis in a game towards the end. And I think Joel recognized these head-to-head matches are important. Right. And as we talk about Rivals Week in the NBA, we've talked about it all week long, how maybe it isn't so much franchises anymore, yep. except for from the historical aspect, but certainly from player to yep. player. And Joel Embiid, I know you said he doesn't do it on Twitter anymore that much, but when he does it on Twitter, he is the king oh, of doing KD it. He had a little fun the other day. Oh, yeah, him and KD. That video at the end, oh, my gosh. Ramona, thank you so much for stopping by <laughs> NBA did. today. All right. Let's see if I can get through this. Two of the NBA's top tall trees, they tango tonight. Oh. So take it, Tristan Thompson. T-Tops, top three tall dudes. Talk to us. Perk, are you ready? Are you ready for my top three? We're going to start at number three. We're going to start at number three. And if he was healthy, he might be number, number one. Number three, Anthony Davis. Right. Only player in the league averaging 25, 10, and two. You saw what he did against the Spurs. Four blocks. Those on both ends. What do you think, Perk? What do you want, Perk? No, I just, I just want you to keep going. Then I'm a judge at the end. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. I don't want to end. I know you like that one first. Number two. Right, number two. Joel Embiid. Oh. Led the league in scoring last year. Lead the league in scoring this year. Draws fouls. Mid-range. You can't double-team in the post. If you one-on-one, he's going to put you in the rim. If you back off in a deep drop, he's going to hit you with the tray ball. And oh. number one. Drum roll. Wow. The Joker. The Joker. Highest PER in NBA history last season. He's on pace to set the number again. It's your favorite. He can Tristan, do, everything. do you know what Perk calls Nikola Jokic on this show? What, what, what team does he rep for? Team Wagbody. Team Wagbody. Yep, Wagbody for all around the world, meaning you don't have to have veins in your neck. I don't have a problem with number one, and he should be here. Actually, he should be here for the MVP candidate as well. I don't have a problem with number two. He's leading the league in scoring. He's been showing up in great fashion. This is who I do have a problem with. Anthony Davis, right? He's been balling, but he also been out. He hasn't been available. So if I have to put somebody there, I might replace him with a Sabonis. I might replace him with a Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's averaging 31, 12, and 5 right now. And his team is winning. Mm. See, we don't – see, let me tell you about the list, right? Like, in two weeks, we're – But first of all, it's a, no, you said big no, man. No. Giannis is not a big man. He's I, think a, he's, I think he's a he's four. the same thing as Anthony Davis. There you go. So, <laughs> here's the thing. This list, right, we're going to change it again next month. So, it's like an updated list. It ain't what they did last year. It's mm. what they're doing now. That'll be the – Big perks, big men. Yeah. Big, big, big yeah. perks, big yeah. list of big men. Yeah. Can you see uh, Tristan Thompson's T-Tops top three tall, tall dudes? Perk, if you say it three times, I'll get you dessert. I don't want a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need to say it three times, so how about that? T-Tops <laughs> top three tall dudes with that still to come on yeah. NBA Today. We've teased it all show. Big perk and Tristan Thompson, they both played with LeBron. But are we sleeping on him in a certain conversation? I know the big fella's sleeping. I know the big perk's sleeping on him. <laughs> we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're watching NBA Today, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. You know what I like most about Fridays? It's Zach Lowe's 10 Things column where he tells us about what he likes and he doesn't like right now in the NBA. So let's bring in the man behind the 3,156-word column, Zach. Because what is your number one thing that you like in the NBA this week? Number one was the Atlanta Hawks. A lot of turmoil in Atlanta. Guys stepping down, all sorts of rumors. Nate McMillan this, Trey Young that. Six and two in their last eight games. And their offense, which has been eh all season, is kind of humming. A lot of it is just sort of random hot jump shooting and floaters and stuff. But if we go to the tape, I see some flashes of stuff that I like in Atlanta. This is one. Here's Trey Young. Get off the ball early, right at the foul line. Don't meander. And then that gets the Nixon rotation. Everybody gets to touch it. This is a miss. But that's how the Hawks played when they went to the conference finals two years ago. Everyone touches it. Here's another one. Trey Young's in the corner. So often when DeJounte Murray has the ball, he's up at half court. You don't even see him. In the corner, he can attack closeouts, set screens, and do stuff like this. And I just like when they get the pace moving. It's so much more organic. It flows better. you got to press Trey Young up high. He goes. He gets a layup. It becomes just less about Trey Young dribbling the air out of the ball right. and more organic flow to it. I like that. Keep it up, Hawks. So the Atlanta offense has been interesting to you recently, but there's also a defense in the East that caught your eye? Yeah, the Cavs defense, number one in the NBA. Everyone gives the credit to Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Those guys are awesome. The question before the season was, I don't know, Donovan Mitchell looked bad in the playoffs. Darius Garland kind of undersized. Karis LeVert, blah, blah, blah. Those guys have been bringing it all year in ways you might not notice if you don't watch closely. Like, if we look at the tape of this Knicks game this week, some of the stuff, those guards, little guards, that was the question. Look at Donovan Mitchell here. Look at, I'm sorry, look at Isaac Okoro digs down there. Look at the rotations. Darius Garland, I got you. Donovan Mitchell, okay, Darius Garland, I got you. Isaac Okoro, boom, I got you. Bam, bam, bam. To do that over and over and over again, 100 possessions a game, is really, really hard and takes a lot of focus. The Cavs have been nailing that all season. And look at Donovan Mitchell. You want to give a handoff to R.J. Barrett? No. Try again? No. Try one more time? No. Okay, try here. No, Darius Carlton. They finally get one. One more switch, and then Jared Allen will just eat you alive at the basket. The question for the Cavs was, could their guards hold up their end of the bargain defensively? And they have more than answered the question. That's great stuff on that tape. So two things down, eight to go, but we only have time for one more. So the biggest thing out west is what? Well, the biggest thing, maybe not the biggest, but the Pelicans quietly have been 3-11 and in their last 14 games. And yes, Zion's been out and Brandon Ingram's been out. And that's why any team would suffer without its two best players. But the four seed in the West is now in play. They're only 26-23. and and they just haven't been able to score points. And if you look at the tape, it's obvious why. They just don't have enough shooting. The paint is filled with both Pelicans players kind of bumping into each other. Herb Jones and Dyson Daniels almost bump into each other down there. And defensive players who are saying, you know what? You want to shoot, you want to shoot, you want to shoot, fine. 
with a few exceptions like Trey Murphy and CJ McCollum. They're just letting guys shoot threes. Herb Jones isn't making them. Jose Alvarado's been cold after a hot start. Everything relies on Zion's ability to say spacing. Who needs spacing? I'll just run through everybody and dunk and we'll get offensive rebounds and free throws. They need him back stat because they're at risk of falling into the play-in tournament after a great, great start to the season. Hmm. I want to bring Brian Windhorst into the conversation because we just heard about the Cavs, the Pelicans, the Hawks. I, I want to stick with the Hawks, Brian, real quick here. What is the word around the league as folks are looking? Okay, is anyone going to become available? Is this team going to be one that's sticking together and run it back? As we approach the trade deadline, what are you hearing around there? Yeah, so if I could put the trade deadline into one word, I would say Raptors. Raptors, Raptors, Raptors. When you talk to league executives, they want to know what the Raptors are going to do. And trust me, they are calling the Raptors and saying, what are you going to do? And the Raptors are saying, we'll talk to you when we get home. Woj mentioned it earlier in the show that they're going to wait until the end of this road trip. By the way, this road trip goes until the Sunday before the trade deadline. It's, the, it's a seven-game trip. It's one of the longest trips in the NBA this year. The reason that people are so interested in the Raptors is that this is a very shallow trade market. If the Raptors decide to be sellers, they could make two or three players available that could change the landscape of the whole thing. Having said that, they've already got one good win. If they get a, a good road trip here, they could come back to Toronto and actually want to be buyers because mm. they have all their picks going forward and a bunch of other young assets. So the Raptors right now have their hands on the steering wheel of this trade deadline. And between now and the actual trade deadline week, we may not know which way they're going to turn it. Mm. And that is going to be an interesting period as we watch them go through this trip and everybody in the league taking notes on what they think that they're going to do. Brian, there are some trade deadlines where we just see a whole lot of action. And then in ones like this year, you're saying it's more of a shallow trade deadline. Can, can you just explain to folks at home why maybe Maybe that shift is yeah because I mean look at where the Lakers are right now the Lakers are in 13th place in the West right and they are three games out of fourth fourth so how can all any of those teams in there all think they've got a shot Zach just talked about how the Pelicans were like in great shape in second place they've had a bad couple of weeks and now they're like a bad week for being in the play-in so you have all of those teams yeah. smushed together here's the other thing you hear about oh this guy wants three first round picks they want two first round picks for this guy I want 11 first round picks for this guy there's no first round picks. So many first round picks have been traded. There's like seven or eight teams that couldn't trade a pick if Michael Jordan was available in his prime right now. They can't trade it. They literally don't have the ability to trade it. So all these teams out there that are actually willing to trade people say, okay, send your first round picks. And it's like, there's not that many teams who have the ability to do it. Hmm. So you put all that together and you have the makings of a quiet deadline. Having said that, today is January 27th. Special day for some of us around here. January 27th. It is not February 7th. February 7th, a lot of things could change. Mm. That's we're going to wait and see. But today, it's mostly quiet. Mostly quiet today as we approach that February 9th trade deadline slowly. Brian Windhorst, Zach Lowe, thank you so much. Still to come on NBA Today, we'll dive into the classic rivalry that's renewed tomorrow. It's the Celtics. It's the Lakers. Who needs that win more? We'll be discussing that coming up shortly. The word rivalry was invented for this. And now the bench is empty. Oh, there's a punch throw. 
17 titles apiece. All-time greats going at it. Soaring stars and roaring crowds. Moments seized and emotions spent. Must have been a great win play. Exactly. All for the cause of wearing the crown. This is for LA. The Laker Nation want their respect. I want my damn respect too. The Boston Celtics are the NBA World Champion. number 17 hanging the Raptors. The race for 18 is on. I mean, there's so much on the line beyond just bragging rights for these two diehard fan bases. So back here with our full panel, I want to go to you first on this, though, Tristan, because Boston, it's always worth watching LeBron play there, particularly as he continues to chase Kareem. But is there something else that you think at this point he should be chasing or is chasing? Well, it's a big if. And I know, Perk, you're not going to be happy about this, but I'm going to let you know this right now. If the Lakers and LeBron, they can go 8-10 and 10 and get to the 6-7 to seven seed, He's got to be an MVP conversation. A year 20, oh. scoring the way he's scoring, holding the, holding the fort down while AD's out. Come on now, Perk. You got to give the flowers when the flowers are due. Tristan, I mean, I give flowers to everybody. Seriously, I give roses, petals, especially to LeBron James. Hell, I didn't stole the world. He's the GOAT. But when you talk about the MVP conversation, we can't crown anybody that's sitting at 23 and 26 and talk about if they get to the seventh spot, they're going to be in the uh, MVP conversation. We could say that about Damian Lillard. Mm. We could say that about SGA with Oklahoma City. Matter of fact, they're sitting ahead of the Lakers and LeBron James right now. We just can't do it. The race is too much. They have too many candidates that's at the top of the chart for us to say that, oh, if Braun make a magical run and he gets to the seven or eight spot, he should be considered an MVP conversation. Like, what are we talking about? Like, this Laker team is set up on championship or bust. What if they go 9-1? What if they go 9-1? So right what now, if they go 9-1? you got to give consideration. I don't, I don't have to do nothing. But yes, isn't there a precedence, Brian, for – I, and I know it's a little bit record dependent here, but a sixth seed. Where was Nikola Jokic in the Denver Nuggets? So they were the sixth seed when Nikola won MVP. Yes, to answer that question, for like 30 years, we didn't see anybody on a team that won less than 50 games win MVP. And then we've seen it twice in the last decade with, with uh, two six seeds, Westbrook and Jokic. You know, both Kendrick and, and Tristan have sat with LeBron in years where he was probably the best player and didn't win MVP. He should have something more than four. I don't know mm. whether it should be six or five or eight or whatever. I, I'm, I will say this about the Lakers. All of their goals are still somehow on the table. And this five-game road trip they're starting in Boston is a huge moment. But... They're not out of position, and they may not be done on the trade. And so, like, I can't sit here and slam the door on what Tristan is saying, but I also have to agree with Perk that it would be an extraordinary uphill battle. Right. Um, and out of, out of the many years LeBron has deserved the MVP that he didn't get it, I'm not sure this year would be in the, in the top three. Zach? First of all, we got to stop talking about flowers. 
Flowers are the most overrated gift there is. They all die Chocolate? in three days and become smelly and wilty. <laughs> Enough flowers. Look, not every six seed is created equal. The Nuggets last year won 48 games. The Lakers, to get to 48 games, have to go 25-8 and eight the rest of the year. Okay, if they do that, we can talk. The Nuggets had the point differential of like a 60-win team with Jokic on the floor last season and a point differential of the worst team in the NBA with Jokic off the floor. So every year is different. The context is different. It also depends on who are the guys at the top with the teams at the top. And this year, the field of those guys is so strong. Mm. So many of them have played most of the season. It shows no signs of abating. So, like, look, it's cool to talk about, like, if the Lakers go 9-1. and one, Can we just have the Lakers go 9-1 and one first and then maybe talk about it? Because they're 23-26, and 26 and they got a lot of work to do. Mm. Well, regardless of where you land on Tristan's point, tonight in Boston, or excuse me, tomorrow night in Boston, that's where it all gets started. <laughs> get started, and you'll be ready. It's going to be interesting, and I mean, LeBron's going to have his hands full here, right, with this Boston Celtics team, so let's get a little bit more on Boston now, as we're joined by our ESPN Celtics reporter, Tim Bontemps. Or our Warriors reporter, Kendra Andrews. Hey, Kendi, <laughs> what's going on? Yes. Sorry, I know I'm not Tim Bontemps. I'm sorry to, uh, you know, disappoint no Nath Malika. I, I, Tim's very busy today, and I asked him, I said, listen, I have to come on here and say something because the Celtics and Lakers are very important, but Malika, I think everyone in that room agrees that you are more important than all of those guys, and so we have to wish you a very, very happy birthday. We love you so so much i'm speaking Thank for you. our family i'm speaking for our espn family all of our friends and because i love you so much i sent you something to la it's not a watch <laughs> because you gave that to me so i'm keeping the watch but i think caesar is going to bring you out Wait, a little treat it is half a, a fabulous cupcake. bottom of a muffin the Where's bottom the of a cupcake you know how much that means in our family to get the bottom of a cupcake <laughs> But I'm very good. No, I sent you more than just a cupcake. The top even is the best part. Zach Lowe says that flowers are the worst gift now. <laughs> How does it taste? Delicious. Yeah, Thank great. you for my muffin bottom, Kendra. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I, you, I sent you more. I sent you a little more. There should be a little bit more than just a bottom because. We rock ball now. You know how we rock. Oh, you guys. Even though what Zach was talking about. Y'all are. Thank you so much. You guys are going to make me. I'm a crier. You can't the do this. The is better than the flowers. Thank you so very much. Working with you all every day is the only birthday present I need. Working on this show is such a privilege. I'm not going to cry. And this is also the last what? birthday I'm going to celebrate. I don't <laughs> age after this. You go ahead and get some tissue because, look, you don't love the flowers and balloons, but I'm taking these cupcakes. You can have, <laughs> you can have those. It's Malika. NBA Today is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's time for today's DraftKings Sportsbook predictions. There's only five games on tonight's slate, but that doesn't mean that we'd have any shortage of stars taking the floor. So, Tristan, starting with you here. Ready? The Warriors, they host the Raptors. Will the Splash Brothers combine for more than 50 tonight? The over, over. Over. Trey balls. All right. Perk, the Bucks. 
there in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Giannis combined for 50 points, rebounds, and assists against the Pacers. <laughs> that is so easy. Like, Giannis just got to score 25 points. He just got to have 15 rebounds. And then he got to make it up in other areas like assists. He's going to do that tonight. All right. Lastly, the Wolves, the Grizzlies, they score up tonight. And Edwards, he said it on the show yesterday that he's looking forward to getting his next poster. So, Perk, Jaws point total. It's as set, 29, and Edwards is at 28. Who's going to score more? John Moran is going to score more. You're going down to the dark side, okay? And listen, at the end of the day, they need a win. They're on a three-game losing streak. He's going to make sure they get it. Tristan? John Moran. All right. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and this season, new customers can win $5, can bet $5 to win $200 in free bets instantly. Use the code NBA today when you sign up. It's Malika's birthday. We're in the building. We got cupcakes. We got flowers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Double T in the building. Did a great job the last day, too. Excellent. I got birthday. the birthday girl right here. No Richard.